Hello and welcome to the Controller Talk podcast presented by Danfoss North America. Our goal is to bring you information about using Danfoss controls in the supermarket and warehouse industry, specifically in the U.S. and Canada. We're doing these twice a month for now. You can catch these podcasts wherever you get your podcast, and it's also available through the Danfoss Ref Tools app. For the video version, check us out on the Danfoss North America YouTube page. Search for Controller Talk to see our video collection. I'm Dave Yoder, along with Chris Brown. So Chris, you ready to talk about Raven? That was a little disappointing, wasn't it? Well, for you, it certainly was, yeah. The good news for us Baltimore fans is the Orioles got sold less than a week later, so <laughs> things yeah. got much better much quickly. You just talk about the Orioles now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody knows how it goes by now. I just keep moving on to the next team. Okay. So. You don't want to talk about offensive coordinators or anything like that this time? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We'll just move on. Okay. All right, we can do that. All right. So, um... Did you know that there is a game out there that when you lose, you really win? This is according to Stephen Wright. So if you know him, if you know the comedian, you understand. So there's a game when you lose, you really win. It's called Musical Electric Chairs. Okay. All right. I get you. We'll pipe in some audience applause in the background. All right. So, hey, um, let's get into some some real stuff here. Uh, We've been talking about CO2 uh, this season and we're going to continue that we're not going to move up to the 501 course just yet we're going to talk about the service tool software we've had a little bit of fun with this here recently oh yeah you're walking around a little more swagger in the office now (laughs) that's right yeah i was uh in a couple situations where i was sort of forced to use it and uh have a new appreciation for what we can do with pack controllers and all that good stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's one way to learn, right? It's the best way sometimes. Right in the deep end. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, the service tool software is one of those things where you don't usually pull it out unless you need it. And um, then when you need it and you're like, hmm, how does this work? So um, yeah, we've been talking about these pack controllers and some people used them for a while now on the 750 case controllers, but um yeah, we've been talking about these for a while, and um, so you can plug right into them with your laptop, and um, it'll allow you to see what's happening in the controller live, and you can override things, and you can back up files and load files and all kinds of stuff. Yep. But um, <clears throat> if you're on the web and you're searching for it, the service tool software is also known as the AKST 500. And it can be used on these pack controllers and case controllers, like we said, as long as they have a direct connect port. Now, the the 781, 782, and the 783 are the older pack controllers, and they, they have kind of an Ethernet port on them that you would use with a direct connect cable. But then the 781A, the 82A, and the 83A, they all have this uh, USB-B port, which kind of looks like a square port. And all you need to connect to those is just a USB A to B cable. And a lot of people call those a printer cable. Um, It looks like a regular USB rectangle on one end and it's square on the other end. Yep. And before we move on with that, we've uh, plugged it a few times that we have that danfalls.com slash supermarket support site where we've got a good bit of material. And we just updated that quite a bit here in the last week or so. I know. We also just recorded yeah. a few videos for small, few-minute training videos specific to the pack controller. So a lot of what we're talking about here this season and, and today included, uh, you guys, if you go to that site, you will have that ability to 
we're starting off with the basics there too. How do you connect in? What's it look like on the initial screens? How do you do a firmware update? Those types of things. So in these coming weeks on that, that supermarket support site, you'll have some material and, and um, tools there available that you can use to kind of supplement some of what we're talking about here also. Shameless plug. That's it. Okay. Paid by the click. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, as far as the service tool software, to get back on track here, uh, once you, you've downloaded the software, uh, if we're making that local connection again, if we're on site, again, we recommend the tool. If you're doing a startup on a system, if we use transcritical CO2 as a, an example, but you're going to connect into the controller uh, directly on site with this USB cable that you just mentioned. Windows, when you plug your USB cable into your computer, it's going to automatically assign it a COM port. And with the service tool software, once that's installed, you're going to notice two different uh, applications or two different tools that you have as part of the install. One of them is just labeled service tool, and the other one's going to be labeled configuration. Uh, so if you go into configuration the first time when you, you first open up the software, this is a part of the tool you're going to be using, not, not opening this every time you connect. Uh, it's going to just be used infrequently, but you do a lot of your initial configuration in here, hence the name. Uh, so one of the first things is going to be the COM port. So when we connect that USB cable in and then we open up the software, one of the nice things about Service Tool is it auto-recognizes what ports are active on your computer. So that when you hit that drop-down option to choose which COM port your connection is being made over, it's only going to show you options from, from active or live connections. But typically, I, I wouldn't expect most people to see more than two or three options right. in there. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, if you don't know for sure, you could go into the device manager on your computer, but you could also just do a little trial and error and pick one. And if it doesn't work, go back and try the other one, and then you should be able to, to get in with that other choice. Uh, if you have to change that, you do that, and then the other options you'll see on that pop-up window within that configuration setup, you can do something like auto-login as a supervisor. Uh, you're configuring your units of measure between metric and imperial. Uh, you can set your language. Uh, so, so things like that are, are all what you're configuring, and that's why you don't have to use it every time you open the software up. It's just an initial configuration. Yep. So, yeah, you can use the service tool software to upgrade the software in the pack controller or the case controller if uh, necessary. Like if you're ready to load a settings file into the controller, but the controller software is actually older than the version the file was prepared with, then you'll have to upgrade the pack controller so you can load it. And then, uh, yeah, first time the first time connection to a pack controller is going to take a few seconds longer to load it because it's loading a file uh, from the from the controller itself. Yep. And then when you get connected, um, you'll this all happens pretty quick. So if it seems like it's just taking longer than you expect, longer than probably five seconds, it's not going through. So like you said, you have to go back and probably check that COM port. Yep. But um, once it loads, it's all it's all pretty quick. And then in the you'll see a, a screen you come to will have a couple buttons at the bottom to start with, even if there's nothing programmed into the pack controller. Um, the bottom right is going to be a config button uh, or get you into configuration. And the bottom left is an overview button. Um, so when you pick one of the menus, you might need to scroll down to see all the options. Sometimes that's not really apparent, but um, a lot of times there is more to scroll down to see. And then um, also in the top right corner, you'll see the, um, 
kind of little marks up there and a plus and a minus sign, and that allows you to, to kind of scroll left and right for submenus. Yep. And then uh, in the configuration menu, if you go all the way to the bottom, um, there's an option for uh, copy settings, and that lets you uh, either load settings into the pack controller from a file, or you can just save all your settings um, to a file that um, will assign uh, a .bck file extension to that. Yeah, and just back to the scrolling, it, they're really jamming a lot of information in here now. There's there's some screens currently where it's actually two different scroll bars on the same page. You have kind of the okay. top half of the page where you can mm-hmm. scroll between different settings, and then the bottom half is a separate scroll. So it's okay. a lot of information they're definitely yeah. jamming into these back controllers now. It's especially seven. the 782? Yep, and I think in the plant type page, okay. you've got different scroll bars all on that same one. Yep. But yeah, if you're going to get into, uh, if we're getting in here to make some larger scale changes, uh, you start with that config option. Like you said, it's the, I call it the yellow wrench icon down there at the bottom, right? Uh, That gets you into your main configuration menu. And then you can either, you know, you're going to do something significant. And then the first option at the top allows you to turn your main switch off. I think that's something we've, the main switch we've talked about back to season one on case controllers and things like that. Same premise that it just stops all regulating functions and kind of shuts the system down. Uh, that that's the same premise here with the pack controllers is we're shutting down the case or the pack controller rather by turning the main switch off to make that significant change that we're about to. And then once you turn the main switch off in that same page, you'd also see a second option to unlock the configuration. Now, if you're in the middle of a screen and uh, set up screen somewhere else and you didn't realize it was considered significant in the pack controller or you just kind of went for it. Uh, you do get a prompt or a pop-up window saying you need to unlock the pack controller to make this change. And it's not that you have to go and navigate back to the other screen. You can, or you will get a pop-up right there in that same window saying, do you want to unlock it? Click here. So yeah. you, you can do it within the other screens that you're in as well. The software kind of tells you if it's that significant or not. Uh, the, the settings that don't require you to, to unlock it, the, I'll call it the less severe settings, changing a set point a few degrees, things like that. Sometimes a pressure set point up and down some, uh, th- those things you don't have to stop the system for they're highlighted in a different color. You'll see them. I think it's normally in a darker shade of blue, yeah. uh, compared to the severe settings. And, and those are the ones that you can normally change on the fly. And yeah, just back to the fact with the main switch is just keep in mind when you do turn that off, it is stopping compressor functions, the high pressure valve, the receiver bypass valve, those things are closing down. So the system is going to a stopped state when you turn that off. Depends on the system size, uh, how long you plan on being down. Do you need to consider pumping the system down first for the change? Those are things you want to take into consideration. If we're just talking a a few seconds or a minute or two change. Normally you can turn that main switch off without pumping down and you're turning it back on quickly enough where you're not going to risk blowing any relief valves. Uh, so it's just something to keep in mind though with what that main switch does. And so, yeah, just always plan ahead and, and know or, or have a good estimate of how long you plan on that system being down while you make your changes. Oh, probably not best to turn it off and then go to lunch or something like that. It just depends on how frisky you want to be. <laughs> well, true, yeah. So uh, it is possible to remotely connect to the pack controller with Service Tool. 
Uh, now you would have to have a system manager hooked up to it. And uh, essentially what you're doing is you're setting up service tool so that you can connect into the 800A first, and then you're going on to the PAC controller itself. Um, if you want details about that, um, you can email us and uh, we'll provide that. Um, of course, we'll mention it at the end again, but the email address is ControllerTalkNorthAmerica at DanFoss.com. So with a system manager, you can see um, a lot of things and you can do a lot of things, but not everything. And um, so that's where the service tool software comes in because it gives you full visibility to make changes and change anything you want to in the uh, PAC controller. Yep. Uh, so the PAC controller... Um, for what it's worth here, the PAC controller can, can, can run all the functions for the, um, the CO2 control, like compressors, gas cooler fans, high-pressure valve, receiver valve, uh, superheat control, and then there's uh, miscellaneous control functions in there, too, um, where you can send an uh, analog signal out of the PAC controller and run it to a uh, valve driver if you need to. Um, and then, of course, it can take over all the all the safeties that are incorporated in there too. Yeah, really. If we've got an OEM who wants to do something unique that we just can't accomplish with the other sections of the pack controller, that that's where this it's called general purpose section, but that's where that would come into play is some of the unique things they may want to do with the rack, heat reclaim, whatever it might be. Okay. All right. So let's um, move on to um, a question for you to answer. Try to answer. Try to answer. Yeah, there Reservably. you go. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go back and figure out your average, what your GPA looks like at this point. But uh, Chris yeah. Davis, batting average <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> go ahead. Under 200. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this time around, um, I'm going to ask you something about Service Tool, of course. But uh, according to the, uh, the well known uh, Dwayne Mayer, from Dan Foss. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Denying him already. Uh, according to Dwayne, what's the recommended font size when you set up service tool? If, it, if Dwayne says it's right, it's right. So, I, I feel like this is a very subjective question. Yeah, it could be, but hey. Some Dwayne guys ever... might go for 72 here. Some guys <laughs> might go for 12. I... There's, there's probably a limit. So yeah, I'm going to go with the default, whatever, okay. whatever the default is in there. Uh, you don't, don't know, know what, what the default is, is no. do you? <laughs> Obviously. So yeah, Dwayne said uh, 16. Okay, is uh, is the recommendation. Although you can set it to scalable, but I haven't played around with to see how that really translates. Might depend to. on the last time you went to the eye doctor. Well, that could like, be. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's no spring chicken, is he? <laughs> We'll wait for his feedback on after this comes out. See if he really listens to this or That's not. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so um, I can give you partial credit on that, but I can't give you full credit. Thanks. I'll take what I can <laughs> <laughs> Right. So uh, as far as listener mail goes, I'm getting a lot of uh, spam with uh, Arabic in it. So I don't know if that's you or somebody else, but um, we're going to move on since we don't have any good listener mail topics right now. Right. And um, yeah. So we'll um, see if we have listener mail for for us next time. Um, I do uh, want to mention that uh, for you know there's a lot of people that work together to put this podcast together. We did add another staff person, by the way. I mean, maybe you didn't know, but we have someone in charge of our antique IT, IT equipment. A sweet old lady named Dot Matrix. You may know her. You probably see her walking around the building. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, if you'd like to drop us an email with a suggestion for topics to cover or a question or comment, you can always email us at ControllerTalkNorthAmerica at DanFoss.com. Thanks for listening. Our audio engineer is Raul Garcia. Maria and the new guy, Josh, are still behind the scenes making this all happen. And until next time, for Chris Brown, I'm Dave Yoder. Stay cool.